Welcome everybody to the Low Key Podcast. I am just one of your handsome hosts, Aaron, and I'm also joined by my two co-hosts, Tim Malloy. How you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And Mr. Keith, Mr. Keith Denny, how you doing? I'm good. How's it going? Man, pretty good after watching Doom Patrol. Uh, and that's the show we'll be watching today. It's pretty fantastic. Um, and just to give a really quick rundown for some of y'all who are not familiar with uh, the show itself and uh, where you can find it. So Warner Brothers has put together a platform called DC Universe where you can see some of the new content they're creating for the DC Comics Universe. Um, live action shows, cartoons, things like that. And the first one that came out, live action show, we actually talked about earlier, Titans, and we felt like it was pretty solid. And there's actually like a sneak preview of this new show, Doom Patrol, they were doing to the side. And so that's what we're talking about today, uh, the new live action series. And Doom Patrol is essentially some, you know, like a super, well, superhero. It's a group of super powered people. They call themselves, uh, or the the show calls them super zeros, misfits, uh, so to speak, who have like these powers such that if they're out in the world, you know, people might make fun of them, call them freaks. So they typically stay in this one particular house and some shenanigans happen. They leave the house. Stuff starts going down. It's cataclysmic to the town they're in. And then you get to see how things go down from there. So just to be clear, spoilers henceforth. Uh, we're going to be diving deep into the first two episodes, which are currently available on DC Universe. And uh, yeah, like I said, I've already kind of spoiled. I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. In fact, I would say that my experience uh, with the first two episodes has felt uh, even more tantalizing than Titans. Yeah. yeah, I enjoyed it a lot, too. Uh, it's been kind of a rough week news wise, and it was very nice. <laughs> Um, to watch something that was just really unapologetically dumb and just having a good time being dumb and silly. It felt like a 50s monster movie in some places, although it's obviously making really knowing commentary on the source material it's sort of making fun of. Um, there's a character named, I mean, Robot Man, for goodness sakes. Uh, <laughs> Brent, <laughs> Brendan Fraser is great as Robot Man. Uh, it has Thank you. That, yeah, th- thanks for coming back, Brendan. We miss you, man. Yeah, he was good. He was also good on The Affair, uh, not too long ago, but it's really cool to see him in this role because I think it gets to the heart of what Bernard Fraser is, which is like, he just seems like, kind. sometimes he plays these roles of guys who are just kind of naive and even though Robot Man is kind of an asshole to everybody around him, especially when he's not yet Robot Man, he has kind of a core sweetness in a way. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I really like him as just like a big lumbering machine. Yeah, it was really cool. I I, I definitely agree with that. And, And Keith, yeah, what did you think? No, I was I was just to kind of go back on um, Brendan Fraser as Robot Man. I think I, I I felt like while watching the movie that he is like um we're we're going into this like weird world through his eyes for the most part, mm-hmm. and um and it was just like I mean overall it has like just like what um, Tim was saying like this this old school monster movie feel to it, but it also reminded me of um, Sam Raimi's um, Evil Dead. And so, so you have like this good mixture of comedy, a good mixture of horror, and then also they throw in a little bit of drama that I didn't expect um, with the with the whole twist with um, Robot Man, um, 
just get an audience, you know, for those of you guys who haven't seen it, you should probably stop listening to this right now. <laughs> I already gave the spoiler warning, but I mean, it, like, things get bad for Robot Man. Yeah, things get real bad. <laughs> and I think, and it's, and it's, you, you watch his whole world pretty much spiral out of control. And then he wakes up and he's, he realized that his brain's been put in the robot, which is the most simplistic concept, sci fi concept ever. Like a trope that's been used, like overused to death. But it's just, I don't know, it's just something about how they put it into this show. And I think that it has its own, like, type of charm. And it's also one of the things, I don't know how you guys felt, but I was sitting there thinking, like, damn, I like this show. I don't really know why I like it, though. <laughs> you know why? Okay, well, first off, shout out to to just, once again, deciding they're going to just... Whatever they feel like doing in their heart, however they want to depict it, they just did it. Like, I'm sitting here watching it, and then I was like, oh, okay, well, it's probably going to... So, it, it's really crude in, in moments, but in ways that are like... Like, you kind of don't expect. Like, when you first see Robot Man's backstory, it's like... I forgot exactly how they word it, but the narrator's telling you you're going to see somebody's butt. No, not that butt. No, not that butt. And they show you like four or five of them. And then suddenly you see, yes, that, but you see Brendan Fraser having sex and you're like, whoa, okay. was not, and I don't mean like, oh, it's like shadows and the, no, no, they, they allow you to see him. off with that action. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, okay, they are, they're like, okay, this is for adults. Okay, cool. So there's <laughs> like, you know, it, but the thing is, it's not, it, I mean, it, it is slapstick the way they do some of it, but in in a way, it kind of reminds me of how, uh, oh my God, Wolf of Wall Street like has these really absurd moments, and they're really like tonally you, you could take it and, and think, oh okay, like they're making fun of something, but like they are, but they're trying to say at the same time something else that's not always directly on the surface, and it was just like the fact that this is a guy who literally is having sex with the nanny the wife right there his daughter's super young he's not really thinking about keeping them together and he goes from a dude who you know refuse like somehow can't feel his feelings to somebody who cannot feel at all mm. oh mm. yeah that's good yeah i ain't think of it like that yes and it, it's it's tragic in a way and i think like in in all of the the Doom Patrol characters, they had something about them where they pretty much weren't very um, savory characters for the most part. Like you had the negative man, which I guess in his case was more so him um, cheating on his wife, which would be the same thing <laughs> that Brendan Fraser was doing. And well, he was cheating with, with one of his his uh, pals in the Army. Yeah. Or yeah. Air Force, excuse me, Air Force. Yeah. yeah, he's. I saw him as more tragic because, like, in the in the fifties or sixties or whenever that is, he doesn't really have the option to like go marry another guy. Uh huh. So yeah. he's kind of like getting getting his real affection on the side while he's and, having this like sort of show marriage. She's like a beard. And not to cut you off, I just wanted to say this before I forgot. So you know the and again like normally the, the other thing that's so interesting about this, you got to kind of get out of your feelings, you know, watching this because he mentioned you know that. That the he the negative man felt like he was a monster before the the incident even happened because he was gay. Now of course you never use that language now, but 
this dude who's speaking as a narrator, you find out later who it is, but, you know, he's not, they're allowing him kind of speak in his voice. It doesn't come off like super crude. Like, there, there's a, you know, a real, you know, sense of who he wants to be, but there's a fight with how the world sees things in the 50s. Yeah, and that's, like, yeah, sorry. I, no, I'm sorry, I was just going to say this, like, um, would add to your point, like, that wasn't the first thing that I thought, honestly, was the homosexual part. But that, okay. I guess that does make sense because nine times out of ten, that's what the writers were trying to do. Well, what I, did you think he meant by he saw himself as a monster? From the um, infidelity part of it. Cause oh, was, maybe. I'm, yeah, that's true, I guess. So maybe it's maybe both reasons could be why. Um, or I don't know if it's... Or, or I'm just an asshole. Huh? <laughs> I said, or I'm just an asshole and no, read it wrong. I, I, I don't, I don't think uh-huh. it's unfair to say that. I mean, that was my read. I think in about the early 60s, he's definitely, he's oh, definitely early portrayed as a monster in society for being gay. Yeah. In the military, especially. And yeah. yeah, I think he's sort of trained to think of himself as a monster. He's not. But to think of himself that way. And, and you I know they that. were really into each other because they were not, going, not even going in the barracks or anything. They were just taking each other between trucks. I was like, damn, in the <laughs> daylight. Sad. The, the way the guy ran when his plane crashes and his partner oh, runs yeah, out and yeah. tries to find him, so sad. But uh, I, I like that because they're all from different eras and they've all been locked in this house for so long, they're all kind of in a time capsule. Like um, mm-hmm. April Balby's character, Elastigirl. Like, mm-hmm. first, the fact that her name is Elastigirl is a super dated, like, antiquated superhero name that sounds very uh, 1950s. Stolen by the Incredibles. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then you've got Negative Man coming from the 60s and then you've got Mr. Nobody, I guess, is from the 40s because he's getting his power from a Nazi. Um, Brendan mm. Fraser is from the 90s. I guess Diane Guerrero is kind of the most recent one, Crazy Jane. But um, they've all kind of got their own hang-ups from their own decade, which I thought was pretty cool, too. And that, Yeah, and that's true. And they all kind of had like these certain um, feel to them where I think they could have just been, um, I guess, what's the word I'm saying, played off as caricatures. Yeah. Which I haven't read the comic book, but I think it's safe to say that that may be how they come off in the comics, in a sense. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Whereas, like in this, they feel very authentic as characters, but um, and even with the because there, there is a certain corny corniness element to it, but it makes sense with them all being from different eras and stuff. Yeah, um, I think that would make it stand out for me in the characterization. Corny is a super good word for him. Like, it is just kind of goofy. Like, there's stuff that you could get offended by, but you can't because it's just, like, so corny and dated and yeah. ridiculous. Um, and, yeah, I, the, thing, the only thing I knew about Doom Patrol before this show was that there's a controversy about whether the X-Men are a ripoff of Doom Patrol because X-Men came out, like, <laughs> three months after Doom Patrol and is also led by a guy in a wheelchair. Um, mm-hmm. And they have oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Powers. My wife and I were making all the Professor X jokes. <laughs> I actually like this dude more than I like Professor X on screen. Um, Timothy Dalton's one of my favorite actors. And yeah. I actually enjoy him more than Patrick Stewart as, as Professor X. Oh, blasphemy. No, I know. Uh, what about Boy? Say what? Oh, don't forget that Professor X. It, it ain't even his fault. I kind of don't even talk about that X-Men in that part of the X-Men yeah, movie. Um, the new trailer, not to get too off, but the new trailer I thought about it, but I like I saw the first fifteen seconds and I was like, I just cannot do this. I wasn't just that messed up about it. I mean, I'm gonna watch it. 
Why am I? Okay, look, look. I'm not even. Again, I don't want to go too deep into this. Why am I watching another Dark Phoenix movie? And we just mm-hmm. did one of those not that long ago. And like, I mean, it's like. So now you want to? You want me to believe it happened? There's a Dark Phoenix. Now, and again, I guess these are considered different universes. But you want me to believe there's a. a why do I need to see this in the '70s and then like in the present day? Like, I don't, it's just. This well, feels I, whack, man. I know X3 didn't do a great job on it because it's like one That's of my right. favorite comic books ever, and I don't really remember anything about X3. Um, it was, it was also, fine. I, they I mean, really killed Professor X for no reason. The thing I don't get is that the new first-class stage of X-Men movies mm-hmm. take place prior to the, the original X-Men movies, and they sort of work together. So I don't understand how Dark Phoenix can turn into Dark Phoenix twice, but hopefully they will explain that. I'm not going to go. There's somebody shaking their head who knows the answer to all this. And I'm sure there's a reasonable explanation. I think one of the movies like move time. Back. Oh, yeah. Remember like one of the X-Men movies, like all the stuff that happened didn't happen and they went backwards. Um, yeah. That is a future past. There we go. Yeah. OK. That's the answer. But kind of reset. Okay. They try to use days of future past as a way to reset things. But then there's so many other stories because you That's think, what I'm saying. Then you got Logan, so what does Logan play, take Like, play? I'm saying, hi, okay, look, my thing is, if you're going to do it, could you at least borrow some of the comic stuff and use some of the characters that were important? Well, like like the Murloc ma- Massacre? True. We ain't got this conversation for too long, but I, I kind of figured it out in a small way. They, they fucked up, but they tried to fix it in different ways. So, in Days of Future Past, it created two timelines right so you got the timeline yeah. that we remember and then we got the timeline that's like um this first class timeline right uh-huh. so i think what happens is that when wolverine goes back it it starts that timeline that eventually becomes logan yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. So, so the x-men movies that we remember those those movies that timeline moves all the way up to logan right so right. that's same timeline and then in this second this other timeline with the first class people that's just moving forward so the ending of i think the ending of the timeline that we remember which we gonna say this the the x1 timeline that's ended with logan so it's no more after that that's ended so now we're in this new timeline does it eliminate x-men origins wolverine where deadpool shows up That is not canon. Eliminates that though, but but I but then it's like, where does Deadpool fit in? But anyway, let's get back to Doom Patrol. I'm going to recommend one thing that Doom Patrol definitely has on X Men. They're only a couple episodes in, but there have been no time travel screw up so far. (laughs) I I, I, I welcome their use of flashbacks, but I hope they will just skip time travel altogether. I feel like it's gonna happen, and then you know another thing that's weird is is that I just noticed another parallel that they got a villain that was a villain back in that started off in World War Two. Yep. Both both villain and both hero have a past. I mean, both villain and both mentor have a past, and then their age is very ambiguous. Like, how old is Chief? Yeah, but see, one of them. Is not- <laughs> One of them is not, you know, called symbolically Malcolm X and the other one, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> that's different because, because Marvel built the whole world off of the mutants, so that's a little bit different. What do you guys think about Chief? Like, what does he, first off, like, 
How see, old? yeah, I don't know Doom Patrol like that. I'm sure there are people watching who know the original stories and all that. For me, I'm kind of like, oh, okay, this is new. I have because I don't really know his real intent, and so um, I feel like he is genuine in saying he cares. But then again, going back, and I, I mean, now guys, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't in Titans episode three? This is the same Doom Patrol. Now, is the chief the same chief? I think they have a different guy playing chief. I think yeah, okay, but it is chief though, right? It's still chief. But see, and now here's the thing: the way he's depicted in Titans is an abuser. And I think that's kind of like the the thing, especially if you from the outside looking in, he comes off that he he would be that way. But even Beast Boy felt like he was an abuser. And remember, he tried to force Raven. Like he has a different set of characteristics because he tried to force Raven into doing something she was saying she didn't want to do. She said, "Let me up. I don't want I don't want this anymore." And he just kept yeah doing the experiment like mad scientist vibes. Yeah, and this guy does not. Which it's like, but that's. I don't know. I low key think he does still give me mad scientist vibes. I mean, just the fact he's that definitely he manipulative somebody. though. What he said to to Vic yeah. about his dad, talking yeah. about you, you should come to the mansion. You know, or, or you're just trying to do some of what Daddy told you to do. He's like, you got your dreams or your father's dreams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Good stuff, Dalton. Yeah, better better dialogue than what I just said. I, I did not like Cyborg though, since we mentioned Vic. Really? Man, dude. Well, what, what was wrong with him? Dude just can't act to me. Oh, oh my no. God. All right. I, oh, no. Yeah. Okay. The <laughs> scene, that was the like scene where Cyborg first meets Brendan Fraser, I feel like those actors were not in the same room or something. Because <laughs> the way Damn. they were talking. I mean, because like Fraser is. Okay. First of all, Robot Man is played by a body double, right? He's not played by. Yeah, Brendan yeah, of Fraser. course. Of course. Uh-huh. Um, Fraser's doing a voiceover after the fact. And then Cyborg is there. So Cyborg has to act with somebody who he probably can't hear or someone else is reading the lines and then they have to splice it all together. And it was not good. Yeah. Now, that's, 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 okay, I'm trying to remember what happened. Oh, when, when they were talking, when he, he showed up and the whole town was gone. And yeah, that was that. Yeah. That did say that is not being a excellent scene. Now it, it got better at the end, but that was yeah. really cause like they kind of were getting into like the, you know, they, they were kind of, fussing at each other and then the the donkey spits out um uh crazy jane yeah a donkey spits somebody at the the donkey is a dimension you should just watch doom just patrol to another dimension yeah 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 yeah, yeah. twisted a fuck that shit i meant a f but i still said it so i don't i don't know <laughs> uh okay so so not let's talk some more about cyborg though um Look, I don't think he was excellent. So, all right, let me ask you this. When you first saw him, that first scene when he's breaking up the robbery, um, good impression for you? Like, when you saw him, did you like you were like, oh, yeah, this looks good, and this seems like something that character might do. So um, I thought that was pretty cool. I do also like the idea of him wearing, like, a jumpsuit. Uh, it's something about, the, like, the Adidas jumpsuits and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And underneath you got, like, this robotic body. I think that's cool. Um, he's not very menacing looking, and I don't know if it's because he need to be. I don't know if it's because the guy's kind of short. I don't know. I'm not used to cyborgs looking that way. But I well, will well you know what's funny? Did you notice how his father mentioned that he didn't grow after the accident? Yeah, I think they did that to acknowledge the fact that this guy is short. Um, and yeah, so I did notice that. 
And also, but other than that, I kind of like his design, though. I think he looks better than the cyborg we got for Justice League, personally. Now, are you but see, you're saying that, but I mean, when we see his whole body, like, is that kind of what's throwing you off? Like, if Cyborg had on, let's say Cyborg had on the same clothes, like, would you feel like? Well, no, I think I think it was too CGI heavy, and maybe that's that might. Oh, be, oh, oh, you mean the the um, Justice that, League? Gotcha. Okay, I thought you meant Justice like the League. the comics and the other stuff. No, yeah, but you talking about the films? I okay, gotcha. Justice League film, and mm-hmm. also, I, think, I agree. I agree. I think from how they do have him looking aesthetically, it does fit right in into the Doom Patrol. Whereas, like, they don't really look like superheroes. They just weren't, like, plain clothes, but also clothes that kind of, I guess, fit their particular characters, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. So so I think that I think that's dope as far as the aesthetic. The guy's acting, I don't like it. It feels like Smallville. Um, oh, damn. <laughs> acting. Season one, Smallville acting um, with, with some curse words, and that's pretty much it. So, I feel like I feel like that actor. His name is. Um, I'm also gonna mispronounce his name just to make things even better for him. Um, Joyvon, I think. Joyvon Wade. I believe um, that's correct. J o i v a n. Mm-hmm. I feel like he needs more scenes with other actors in the scenes because I feel like he's not mm-hmm. getting anything to play off of, and it's putting him in kind of a bad position. Um, I thought that, he did cool with Crazy Jane. Yeah. Overall. Yeah. yeah. When he gets another. Yeah. I think yeah. the look of him is really cool. And like what Keith said about him being sort of frozen in time when the accident happened when he was a kid. One of my favorite tropes is like the teenager who's trapped in that body forever. And then they become like 100 years old, like the interview with a vampire or Twilight thing. Yeah. That's, that's kind of underused, if anything. That's just a cool, scary concept. Yeah, it is. And uh, it was something else I was going to say about his character. But, um, Damn, I can't remember what it was. But yeah, that I also it, it is some some kind of weird how his father is kind of like always in his head and stuff. You gotta put yeah, Oh yeah, mate, Sarah goes, we, we, he he said, uh, all right, I'm tur- turning private mode on. My wife goes, ah, I ain't got no private mode. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't have a private. Hey. Oh, <laughs> wait, uh, private mode on your computer? I would say this about. I think the reason. Well, I remember when he was turning, oh. when when his father was watching. You say he, what? No, I was talking about with Tim. Remember his father was watching me? He said, I'm turning on private mode now. Oh. And he's like, oh. Your wife said there's no private mode. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. As in, like, he thinks he has a private mode. And the fact <laughs> he thinks he has a private mode is hilarious. Um, <laughs> no, I was going to say the reason why I think I'm so critical about Cyborg is because he's the black character on the show. Of course. And he also feeling that um, black quota that we talked about in the Titans episode. I told you they got to find at least one black person. This is true, but... They could not put him... I'm telling you, they could not put him in Titans because then it would be a black show. It would be too many black people. I'm telling you that's what they be doing. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they couldn't have Starfire be black and Cyborg be black. They would have either had to make Starfire white or not have Cyborg in it. And that's what they did. They did exactly what I knew this was going to happen. I'm going to pull a no comment here. This is so we don't get derailed forever. The two white males are disguised. So they've got the... Like, they could have gotten heat for having two white male leads, but one of them has turned into a robot, and the other one has turned into, like, a... I don't know what he is. He's like a... Almost like a scarecrow? 
<laughs> what is that? It reminded me. There's kind of a cool Wizard of Oz thing going, which I really like. Oh, that's dope. I didn't think about that. It's definitely very Wizard of Oz. Hmm. So who, be, who will be Dorothy Crazy Chain? I think so. I <laughs> oh my gosh, she is. Because Dorothy's usually the normal one. I love that Dorothy's the the craziest of all. Hey, let's talk about. Uh... Uh, Crazy Jane for a second. Um, her name, hot. the actress. What you say? She's hot. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You, from you can make that proclamation for the married man. We'll just uh, nod our heads and, and uh, <laughs> go for. We don't have privacy mode, so yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, I liked her since I seen in uh, Orange Is the New Black. I just mm-hmm. like, and you know, she she she's cute. So but, it, it, her name's D- Diane Guerrero. Is that correct? Yeah. Diane yeah, she she you know I think it's really crazy. Like as an actor, I, I'm excuse me, I'm not saying this is if I'm an actor, but um, I'm sure if you're an actor and you read this role, you're like, wait a minute, I get to play sixty different people. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's let's go for it. And I think she's pulling it off pretty well. Like I mean, it's it's really fun to watch. The shit she said to that cop though. <laughs> Which the, she said, I'm gonna put a knot up your ass or something. I can't even remember. Say, I'm a break. <laughs> Like I haven't heard nobody talk that much shit to somebody else. <laughs> the funniest thing like ever. Like and it was just like so random. Like you never know what to expect. And we also haven't seen all of her personalities. Oh, and I just not. feel a lot like um M-, M Night Shalomon split. But mm. I don't know. Anytime I got a character with a bunch and, and she also feels like a a ripoff of Legion low key too. <laughs> Well, wouldn't Legion be a ripoff of her? Right. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if she's in the comic book or what she she's just. She's in the comic, but I don't know. Look, Doom Patrol is pretty old. I just I don't know the origin behind Doom Patrol like that. So yeah, X Men stole everything. Or you could just say uh, Doom Patrol did it first. That's what we should call this episode. Doom Patrol did it first. Or it could have been that that um, Legion was first, and then they was like, you know what, y'all stole some an idea from us. We're going to steal an idea from y'all because we think that's dope. We're going to make crazy yeah. things. You know telling. You know. You know the reality yeah. of the internet is they can just defend anything by saying this show started in 1963. Because I tried to do kind of a deep dive to figure out like who was on what team and stuff like that. And there have been like mm-hmm. six different teams. And the only one that yep. is consistently on all the teams is Robot Man. So... Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to go deep enough to go like, did Crazy Jane come first or did Legion come first? People oh, you a lie. You will, if we had enough fans, somebody would. Man, you ain't been in the comic world in a while. Uh, Tell it, man. People love that kind of stuff. Like, oh, you think you know something? I don't know. I'm gonna deep dive it. Okay. And, so, and Doom Patrol is a fan. It's a cult favorite among a lot of different people. It say, um, Crazy Jane first appearance was in 1989, Doom Patrol Volume Two. And I'm pretty sure Legion's a later character. Legion, because he's Professor sure. X's son. Yeah. I mean, well, I remember reading Legion when I was a kid, like, and I stopped with comics in about '89. So, oh, really? I'm gonna say Legion's first. Okay. I mean, look, I don't know it offhand, but I thought Legion came later, kind of, like, not at the same time, but similar to when Logan started having kids, and he had one kid, and suddenly he had like seven of them. You're like, oh, okay, well, that's cool. Okay, Legion, um, 1985. Oh, let me check to be sure. Victory. Yeah. Boom. I saw first appearance was New Mutants number 25, March of 1985. It has like a crazy cover if I'm remembering it right. I think it's like one of those Bill Sankwitz covers that's really cool looking. 
if I'm remembering. And is, it, is it like Legion doing like this lightning bolt looking thing? It's, it looks real dope. I, I see what you're talking about. I think so. Yeah. yeah. It is a cool cover, though. But anyway, look at the internet. But, but yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Crazy Jane is awesome. I, I really love what that actress is doing so far. Um, yeah. I'm really curious to see kind of more of the mystery of the underground and what that's all about. I lo- So when she went on a rage, the way they use her her powers with in you know with the different effects and like comic book bubbles coming up and them and slashing the heads off, I was like, now that's that's pretty clean. Yeah, she got some pretty different powers though. Like the one, the, I guess Katie was the one that was like the Human Torch or something. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. she has um, who's the the one that's real really ain't playing with their ass um Hammerhead. Okay. Yeah. I, just, I what is it, Hammerhead super strength? Like I really couldn't figure it out for certain. Another thing, was it just me or did Cyborg Loki look very creepy when she became Baby Doll? Like he wanted. Oh, yeah. to have- I, I I think that's just the the. I, I think I think he he chose the wrong emotion on his face. That's all. He gave us some Robert Kelly face with that. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Th- thanks for reminding us what week we're in. Because it's like the moment the moment she turned around with these little pigtails and talking like a, a little girl, that's when he got excited. And she was like, Oh, I know you, you're cyborg. And he's just like, Oh yes. Then he's he, probably he's probably oh, fifteen. So it's less weird. I don't know how well, old she's supposed to be. I th- I think he's like early twenties, I think. Okay, it's weird. All right. Yeah, yeah, it is weird. Um <laughs> Because Baby Doll is portrayed to be like a, a little girl, so. Yeah, anyway. not even like a teenager. Yeah. And, uh, hey, I wanted to also see if we could chat about Last of Woman for a second. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, what's going on with her and the cameraman or the, what do they call him, the something puller? Like the, <laughs> yeah, like he's the best something puller in Africa? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So like I kind of thought I was tripping. She doesn't like him for some reason, but I'm like looking at him and I'm like, is he missing an arm or something? Like, what is it? Yeah, yeah, he's like, missing oh, an arm. She oh, didn't like that, yeah. that was the very first thing I noticed. I was like, oh, his arm's missing. And she mentioned something about it because remember, she was like, well, you know, why don't you put him on the um, shit? What she call it? Whatever they call it in the 50s. Uh, like, like basically make him the headliner, you know, why don't you put him as the headliner? You know, yeah. if he's the best or whatever. Because uh, she didn't want to work with him in the shot. She, you remember, she was saying like he he's not doing something properly in the scene, and she was getting frustrated. Remember, that's why she got up before the scene had ended when right. they were shooting. Yeah. Okay, that was weird. I didn't understand what that was all about. Yeah, and I think that's why you know they showed that, and then you see her go through her transformation and become deformed like instantly. Yeah, over that weird stuff was in the water, like, and I, I kind of, I also like these. It's just every last one of them. We, we don't know how Crazy Jane becomes Crazy Jane yet, but like, as far as like Robot Man, Elastigirl, and um, Negative Man, we see this kind of like horror thing go on. You know what I'm yes. saying? And and even um, okay, even Cyborg too, and. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's like, damn, this is like sick. Like it, it kind of it reminded me a lot of um, that's who that's who he reminded me of. Chief reminds me a lot of a combination of Charles Xavier mixed with Victor Frankenstein. Mm. And, that's fair. 
And so um, that's that's what a lot of these transformations, it, it all reminds you me of like Frankenstein and the Wolfman and the Mummy and all of these d- different classics thrown into one. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure that when the comic book was written, I mean, I'm, I'm, I have a feeling that they were inspired by those old classics. So, um, you know what's funny? Timothy Dalton was on a show called um, Penny Dreadful that I really liked. And I got to interview him once for work. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we talked about is the fact that every, every, almost every character in Penny Dreadful is sort of between life and death. Like they're like a vampire. They're kind of alive. They're sort of dead. Frankenstein's monster, sort of alive, sort of dead. Um, and there are just all these characters who are like clinging to life in some supernatural way. And I feel like this is kind of like that, but with technology. And it's yeah, cool that he's true. going back to that well. Yeah, that is mm. true. I think the only character that's not like that would be Crazy Jane. But then again, well, I mean, the probably it could be. So, so the thing is, we don't know yet how her powers manifested. Like, are they somehow being, um, you know, kind of kept in a box? So, you know, and and that would be how the technology would be involved. Like, it's like, how did how did she find her, and what is his, um, like, what does she gain? by being with him. I know in some ways she feels like he can help her, but it's unclear what that means. If like he helped contain something or he's like an emotional support, whatever the hell that means, but it might even be a tech thing. It's not clear yet. Um, <clears throat> now what was you going to say? I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, it seems like his superpower is almost just being calm. Like, I know he's also able to bring people back from the dead, but if you have just the ability to be the calm one in a room full of crazy people, it immediately pulls so much focus to you. And I feel like what they really need from him is like, oh, yeah, he doesn't get bent out of shape. Like, he's always just real relaxed. I do like that you decided his superpower was keeping people calm and and giving them a center of gravity rather than bringing people back to life. He was like, we just saved your brain. Only thing that survived was your brain. You're like... That's not the superpower. The superpower is when he wakes up telling him, hey, it's going to be all right. <laughs> you know, in the current climate, I think it's more important that we all keep calm. Than oh, my God. Could you calm. imagine being a Brendan Fraser, like a Mr. Robot Man? And, and Well, Mr. Robot. Could you imagine being a Robot Man? It's like, you know, 2010. And you're like, okay. And then you wake up today. And they're like, all right, so what's going on? All right, so yesterday the president... Former lawyer was testifying against him. That well, like, also, how mad would you be if they turn you into a robot, but they turn you into like a 1950s robot in 1997? <laughs> <laughs> there were better robots pretty, than that. Pretty much what just happened. Like <laughs> he could, he couldn't look like at least look like cyborg. I mean, right. I mean that those are the parts he had, man. He's trying to save a brain here. You gotta do what you gotta do. Also, I also like the dynamic of, you know, from a nerdy standpoint, seeing a robot and a cyborg in the same room together, <laughs> and just and just knowing like the difference. <laughs> Absolutely. Like I don't know, it was just that was just one of those things. Um, <laughs> oh. Hey, what did y'all think of Negative Man? Uh, oh. it, it, Negative Man's inability to leave the town. Any theories of why he? Oh, I said I said to leave the town. Where the hell is he trying to leave from at the bus station? That was something I couldn't remember. 
Like I was watching, I felt like I looked away for a moment. Eve all the way, like no, but like, what, 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 what bus station is that? Because like it's not the town. The town's gone. You probably walked to the nearest town. Probably. I just I was I thought I missed something. <laughs> no, I think he just went to the nearest town and tried to leave. Okay. Well, why do you think he he's not? Because that's the thing. I can't say that it's he can't leave a certain area because he left the town. But it's like the it's like the idea that he would try to go far. It's like he's not even getting onto the bus and then like they hit us, like you know some stops down the road and then it's like oh it flies out and he can't move further than that. Like what do y'all think that is? I don't know. I don't, yeah, know. I don't know. I think it's a mental block. It, it's weird. Yeah, maybe, maybe whatever's yeah. inside him is altruistic and wants him to stay with his friends. Well, and see, the thing I don't understand, so a similar thing hit Alaska girl, or Alaska woman. So, like, that little sparkling light that came in and gave her her powers, right? Like, it's the thing that kind of keeps jumping in out of his body. Now, he actually came across it by flying in space. She came across it inside of an African uh, body of water. I don't know if it was a river, but, you know, wherever they were. Um and All so the, the question, elements, yes, exactly. But but it's like they have totally different powers, um, and it just makes me wonder: like, is there a connection between the two of them in the in the, or some sort of link between their powers? I don't know. Hmm. I kind of part of me like wants there to be symbolic value, and part of me just wants them to have like the most uncreative <laughs> origins of their powers because it doesn't matter, and it's just the show's yeah. just to be fun. Because it's like when you think about like Fantastic Four, where they all go through the exact same thing, but yeah. radically different things happen to all of them. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. Because like there would be four human torches, or there would be four things, be four, <laughs> four invisible women, and they all just end up with the like completely, totally radically different powers. Somebody see, Tim, said, what you didn't see, what you didn't see was right before they got hit with radiation, Johnny lit, uh, um, he lit a lighter. Uh, Mr. Fantastic had a rubber band in his hand. Uh, invisible girl was trying to take out a contact, and then the thing was holding a rock. Holding a... But you know, you know what I think, though. I mean, may- maybe it could be explained that you know we all have a different de- de- um, genetic makeup, mm-hmm. so everybody's um, response to that stimuli will be different. You know, you said I like, like, wrote a book about this recently. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to say it's kind of like I guess it's not exactly the same, but like with the Spider-Man spider, like I think the same spider could bite somebody or the same type of spiders, but it will have a different effect to them. Now I think the difference is that it does grant them spider powers, but it might be a different version to it or something, you know? Like how Miles can shock people. Yeah, and become yeah. invisible. So maybe that could play a part into it. I don't know. Oh, no, a lot of it don't have to make sense. It's, it's, it's comic book nonsense. <laughs> and it's fun. Exactly. Yeah, it's just fun. But um, but yeah, yeah. I, Doom Patrol did have it does have it's a it's a very nostalgic feel to it. Um it's a lot of fun. Yeah, while watching it, yes, yeah, a lot of fun. And it's a lot of fun in ways that certain other um superhero shows and movies might not be as fun. Or, you know, and I don't know, I, I appreciate I appreciate them taking a chance and 
and um, actually making this. I don't know how the rest of the world feels about this show. But, uh, well, I don't know how many people are getting a chance to look at it. Uh, I hope it's weird because now, you know, how things are split up with all these different platforms and kind of the requirement to have all these different subscriptions. It, it's really difficult to, you know, try to make a decision on which one you're going to look at. Although I will say so far, I mean, you know, I remember thinking, well, I mean, I'm not going to be paying, you know, I don't even, I think it's eight bucks a month for DC Universe. Uh, I forgot what the, yeah, and I was like, man, nah, I don't think I'd ever do that. That just seems like a lot. But they do have all the old DC, you know, um, animated films, and man, those are some good movies. Um, they have the new, uh, I forgot what the name of the series now, but the season three, essentially, of Young Justice, supposedly, that's really oh, good. I haven't had a chance Justice. to watch it yet. Outsiders, it is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I need to uh, take chance on that too. I mean, they're putting together some quality stuff, man. Like, you know, they put out another show like this, and I might have to think about it. You can watch the old Superman too. I mean, that's insane. Like the old Superman and Batman movies. I mean, you stuff. can watch the old Superman and Batman uh, cartoons. Yeah, those those I things wish Marvel are had classic, that. classic. Yeah, I wish well. you could watch like Spider Man and his Amazing Friends somewhere. Well, that'd be dope. I mean, sure, and I mean th- those cartoons are fine, but they are just not Justice League. Justice League had you just on the edge of your seat. I'm talking about the cartoons right now. I mean, Jesus, great, great stuff. Yeah, I think I think Spider Man. Uh, what was it? Spider Man and Super Friends. I think that's a good show to watch just for nostalgia's sake. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's oh yeah, it's especially if you had a couple of drinks and you're like, I want to watch this shit. <laughs> that show had a villain named Swarm, who to this day is such a good villain. He's just made of bees, and he's, you know, just, <laughs> he's just bees that take human form and like fight Spider-Man. Scary. I feel like they brought him back. I, I hope they did. They, they yeah. brought him. Hold on. Uh, in um, Ultimate Spider-Man show. Oh, that, good. And that I think is named Swarm, if I remember. But the thing is, he's not like a collection of bees, but a collection of nano. Nanotechs. Okay. Boo. Right. It's kind of like concept in a way, but they could have kept. They could have kept the the bees. <laughs> he was cool because he was like, if you're if you're of my demographic, my my aged years, the two cool voices were Swarm, where he would like, I am Swarm, like he talked to the beast. <laughs> oh, that's and funny. The other one, of course, the other classic was Merman, where Merman talked like he was gargling all the time. Like, yeah, hey, man, I will <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, I, I could not imitate that. So that, know, that's pretty good though. I always like Optimus Prime <laughs> Megatron voice. Oh, so good. You know what what crushed me the other day? So um a year ago, a year too early, uh one of my friends bought my son the entire Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle series. <laughs> so he's one. I mean, he just wasn't ready. So I popped it in last week, and man, I'm t- that's a good show. Like that's a, it's a good, stupid, fun show. And on top of that, you get to hear the great James Irving, or oh, excuse me, great James. Oh, I'm like Avery. Jesus, why can't I say his name? Oh, um, dude, he is like doing just ad libs all the time. Like it's so funny. He is showing out on that show. You know, you know, I got. I got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles also on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I do have to get my fix. 
But you know, it was crazy. Like my aunt bought me, like people who were just buying me Ninja Turtle stuff as an adult. So good. Like hey, when, man, that's good stuff. Yeah, when they can't think of what to buy me for Christmas or birthday, it's gonna be like some Ninja Turtle shit. So I like got all this stuff that I can just sit there and watch. You don't pull it yeah. out for the honeys though. Oh yeah. <laughs> How the hell do we get the Ninja Turtles? Um. Oh yeah. Well, okay. I brought it up. That's right. Um. So look. I'm, hey, I know we've jumped all over the place. Um. I really, really do want to recommend Doom Patrol. It is an excellent show for real. I mean, they put a lot of work into it. It's super fun. It's definitely taking lessons from the comic book shows we see that you know we've seen done on CW and CBS. Um. I mean, it, it's really enjoyable and. You know, to taking a chance and making immature content. So I, I really want to recommend if you're into these kind of shows, give it a shot. Like it's it is crazy, crazy, crazy stuff, but like really enjoyable. Yeah. So, so um, thank you guys for tuning in with us. Um, do you guys got anything else? Oh, check out. Um, Tim Tim Malloy's podcast with his wife Deidre, um, shoot this now. Been a pretty fun podcast to listen to. I like to listen to it while I work out and um, look at myself in the mirror. <laughs> Absolutely, whatever. They just had a like really fun. I was like, you guys just had a really fun one with. Um, oh my god, I forgot her name can, already because I'm so terrible. We could do an entire episode of me focus grouping the headline to that episode with you. <laughs> um, I. It's a headline about a woman uh, named Angela James who is Angela a James. Professional, professional hockey player in Canada. She's the first major athlete to get uh, – or she's the first openly gay athlete to get in a major sport hall of fame. She's one of two of the first women to get in the, in the hockey hall of fame. And I'm just like killing myself to figure out how to communicate all this in a headline in a way that doesn't sound like like tokenizing or something or like it's gonna, in a way that it's going to offend people. And so I was sending it to like – so many people and then ended up with just like the the most like basic <laughs> just like here's a story about hockey i hope you like it it's <laughs> <laughs> like man it's so many landmines that you're not aware of so like when you, when your mind detector can't figure it out you start texting people like hey is this a, is this a mine is this a, those are all mines huh yeah i I sent, it to, <laughs> I sent it to a lot of people and then like when people would just look at it and go like Huh? Like I can't tell what's wrong with it. It was like, all right, there's something wrong with it. I don't know. But uh, yeah, yeah he's overthinking at that point. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Hey, and, it, it was it was funny. It I, I, it was actually a good exercise for me. I hadn't done any sort of uh, thought about that in a while, and I realized I made a few mistakes. We we both kind of uh, talked it through, so that was really hilarious. Oh, um, not at all. And also, more importantly, please please listen to Meanwhile in the Multiverse if you like this kind of like sort of geeking out on like real good fun pop culture stuff from anime to manga to a lot of cartoons that you guys talk about that I don't understand um, as well as just everything going on in the culture please check out Meanwhile in the Multiverse you can tell from the title it is a pretty hardcore nerd out and these dudes are really really good at it Um, give it five stars on iTunes subscribe to it you will like it and that reminds Keith and I All right, we're going to do another one soon it's been a minute but uh it's been a. I'm telling you, it's so much shit out here that's happening. It will be good for us to talk about. Uh, one's definitely on the way. It's just, you know, making apps and dating women and you know, just doing all kind of stuff. I'm not dating. 
Nah, I ain't talking about myself when I said that part. Just be talking. I'm talking about you now. Like, are you telling yourself? But, uh, but anyway, um, so I guess that's it. You know, Aaron and I are dating women and everything, so. Yeah, that's my um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, we out, guys. All right, catch y'all on the next one. Peace.